On the show today, we'll get into Kyle Larson's Houston's victory, an update on Matt Jewell, and more from the High Bank Nationals. We've also got ride news for Buddy Kofoid. Plus, we'll talk Firecracker 100, Summer Nationals, and Dirt Cup. Let's go. It's Thursday, June 22nd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We haven't seen Kyle Larson a whole lot this season in World of Outlaws competition. Before last night's race at Houston's, he'd made just two appearances in 2023, May 5th at Eldora and May 26th at Atomic. But after the opening night of the High Bank Nationals, he's $20,000 richer and the high point man. Young Money started fifth, slowly worked his way forward, and got after Rico Abreu for the lead inside 10 to go. A slider on lap 29 got him the lead, and he drove away from there. David Gravel went 12th to 2nd, and Abreu faded to 3rd at the end after starting on the night's pole. By the way, did you see Rico's post-race interview? He looked almost shell-shocked having gotten beaten by Kyle Larson yet again this year. Rico led laps in both the high-limit shows at Tri-City and Eagle before finishing 2nd to Larson, and now a 3rd last night after leading until late. Gotta think the motivation is mounting for him to come out on top in one of these battles. It was a really tight field of cars, and I think the differing format last night caught some guys out uh, on the night, as you might have expected when a show has inverts. Uh, Some big names were on the outside looking in come feature time. Uh, That was James McFadden, Donnie Schatz, Tyler Courtney, Sheldon Hodgson. All of those guys were in a B-main, along with Brad Sweet. Uh, And only Sweet was able to move forward into a transfer spot. The defending outlaw champion finished 16th in the main event after a spin at one point. And just to give you an idea of how tight things were, I tweeted this this morning. Uh, the top 50 cars in qualifying were separated last night by just a tick more than half a second. And if you were just two tenths down on Gravel's quick time, you were 18th. Absolutely tight competition last night. Later on, uh, passing was definitely tough in the heat races. And of the six heat race winners, five of them were first time heat race winners with the Outlaws this season. Larson had the biggest charge in the heat going plus three, and we had no heat winners from off the front row. I certainly understand why some like heat race inverts, but it certainly didn't equate to a ton of passing last night. I feel like people think that it's a magic bullet to have inverts at a lot of these shows, but it's not, which is one of the big reasons why the outlaws don't do it anymore. Uh, The competition is just too tough, and uh, a track like we saw last night just not really wide enough that early on to facilitate a ton of moves. Other guys I mentioned yesterday as possible dark horse picks, Ryan Timms and Corey Eliason were in the Wednesday feature. Eliason started outside front row, finished fifth. He was very solid all night, while Tim's had issues in the main event, finished 24th. We did have a pretty nasty crash in the feature that led to a uh, lengthy open red period. Mark Dobmeyer, Matt Jewell, and Tim Essenson were all involved. Matt Jewell was taken to a local hospital in the ambulance. Uh, his dad posted to Facebook early this morning that he has a fractured back, definitely hoping for a speedy recovery for Jewell. Uh, there was plenty of chatter leading into this week about the Houston's track conditions and the possibility of it taking rubber, but that did not materialize last night. Service was really racy come feature time. Hopefully that trend continues through the rest of the week. I know, though, there were some complaints about how late things ran last night. Uh, tonight at Houston's, they'll do it all over again. Another 20,000 win program. Drivers will be able to throw out their worst prelim night of the three. So the guys that struggled last night aren't necessarily out of it if they can rebound the next two nights. I would be surprised if guys like Sweet, McFadden, Shots, Sheldon weren't all better tonight. Uh, one news item to come out of yesterday involved the future for Buddy Kofoid in recent weeks after departing the Crouch 11. Uh, we've seen Kofoid drive the Indy Race Parts 71. 
Uh, he was in the Vermeer Motorsports 55 during Ohio Sprint Speed Week as well. But last night at Houston's, Kofoid was piloting a second Roth Motorsports entry, similar to what we saw him do with NARC at the Peter Murphy Classic back in May. And the rumor is this deal might continue going forward. Kofoid is tied in with Toyota, and Roth has been the main Toyota Sprint Car engine team, so this makes a lot of sense. Officially, the team was non-committal on the future, with Kofoid saying the focus was on this weekend and that they would announce more details and plans in the coming days. If this becomes Buddy's full-time deal, that means Vermeer now needs a driver for the 55. And from the kind of Twitter back and forth we saw yesterday between Bernie Stubgen and Buddy, it appears uh, that deal is up as well. So Bernie needs a driver too. Uh, I'm sure drivers are already burning up their phones to those two teams, uh, both high-quality rides. Elsewhere last night, the XR show at the Belleville Highbanks was rained out. The event will not be made up. Next Working Man Series event is August 8th at Red Cedar. Well, the next Super, uh, XR Super Series show is July 10th at Dubuque. At Davenport on Wednesday, Ashton Winger had to fight through both Chad and Chris Simpson to score his first Summer Nationals win in 2023. It was a very strong bounce back from Moberly the night before, where Winger exited the feature early with oil pressure issues. Uh, Winger started six, got around Chad Simpson for the lead at halfway. Chris Simpson then challenged Winger out front with those two battling through the closing stages and Winger eventually coming out on top. As for Drake Trauman, I don't know what he did to the racing gods, but it's now two races in a row where he absolutely exploded a right rear tire. It ended a chance at a win on Tuesday, and last night he battled back afterwards to finish eighth. The Week 2 Points Championship right now is being led by Jason Fager. The series was supposed to be at Spoon River tonight, but that one has been canceled because of some sort of equipment issue at the track. Uh, so next up is Brownstown on Friday. Over to Lucas, fresh off one fifty thousand a win weekend, the late model series is headed for uh, Lernerville Speedway for the Firecracker 100 and another 50000 to win program. This year's uh, Firecracker will feature a format change for the prelim nights. Uh, they used to do 6000 to win shows Thursday and Friday, but now we'll get twin split field 5000 to win races each night. So instead of two prelim races, we're kind of getting four. Uh, points from all of those will uh, set up heat races for Saturday. Tim McCready is the defending Firecracker winner, and he could use a victory right now. He's still winless in Lucas competition this year. Other recent past event winners include Brandon Overton and Kate Dillard, although those wins came when this event was under Ward of Outlaws sanction. Ricky Thornton Jr. is the Lucas points leader over Hudson O'Neill and Brandon Overton right now, with RTJ extending his advantage last weekend. 20RT Machine hasn't finished worse than fifth in nine straight Lucas races. He's now led laps in four consecutive shows as well. Outside of the usual suspects, you know, you talk about RTJ, Hudson O'Neill, Overton, uh, Davenport McCready. I'm going to throw Max Blair out there as a name to watch this weekend. He hasn't been near the front a ton this season, but he did win a Firecracker Prelim back in 2020, and he's very familiar with this part of the country, having won so much with a couple of different series on these PA racetracks. And if you want even more big money racing, the Super Dirt Cup at Skagit begins tonight with the first of two prelim nights. 410 Sprint Car competitors will run full programs Thursday and Friday. Those are $4,100 to win. And points from the first two nights will set up Saturday's action that ends in a $62,000 to win feature. Talked yesterday about Aaron Reitzel headed out that way. And other drivers to watch this weekend include Zeb Wise, Corey Day, Dominic Selzy, Trey Stark, Shane Golubic, Cole Macedo. Uh, DJ Neto, Justin Sanders, Tanner Holmes, Chase Johnson, a lot more guys. Th these are NARC shows. So you're going to get all of those California guys, uh, plus anybody else around that area that's got a 410. Last year, this event drew in the mid-40s for a car count, and I would guess we'll probably be similar to that this season. This will definitely be one uh, I'll be paying attention to all weekend long. Other racing to check out tonight includes the ASCS at Lawton Speedway. They got 4,000 a win. Matt Covington is trying to close the gap on Jason Martin in the standings after Seth Bergman had to miss a couple of shows. 
Also, Power Eyes Illinois Midget Week uh, starts tonight at Charleston. Some drivers to expect there include Kenan McIntosh, Power Eye Points Leader Corbin Ruschenberg, Jade Avedisian, Taylor Reimer, Gavin Miller, Zach Dom, Jacob Denny, Jason Persley, Andrew Felker, and plenty more. Uh, that's it for today's daily. There are quite a few shows on the streaming schedule today, so make sure to stop by dirttracker.com and check that out. Hope you guys have a good Thursday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.